Hello and welcome to the Data Busters podcast, the podcast for all things school data. It's been another extraordinary year, but we've almost made it to the end. With COVID-19 now a fact of life, things are finally getting back to some kind of normal. And that means that statutory assessment is back in full swing, with schools administering A-levels, GCSEs, key stage assessments, and more. In this episode, we'll look at key stage two results, the multiplication check, and the return of Ofsted, as we look at what data busters need to know now. I'm Richard Selfridge, author of Data Busting for Schools, and joining me as always is Jamie Pembroke, Data Buster Extraordinaire Insight Facilitator and all-round data guru. Jamie, how are you at this uh, very late point in the term? Um, I'm hot. <laughs> yes, I'm for those really people listening to this later, hot. we are recording at the point when it got hot. Yeah, yeah. So I've had to uh, scurry away and hide in the front room uh, to avoid the noise of washing machines and daughters coming in and out and what have you so uh it, it is like an oven in here mate I'm but we're not here to talk about centigrade data no no exactly so. let's uh, let's crack on lots of things have been happening so we last recorded early part of june um but there's lots of things that have been going on um since then uh not least we now have some key stage two results some actual results first time since 2019 um uh yeah. and they've been very interesting to look at yeah 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 so um they 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 came out uh on the 5th of july um there was <laughs> there were some issues over that so the national results were supposed to be out at 9 30 we did have to wait a little bit but there and the, and the site was crashing and crashing and crashing and everyone's like, give me the data give me the data anyway they came out so let's uh, have a look at them um everyone will be familiar with these by now i'm sure um so Interesting reading, 74% met expected standards in reading, which is up a point on 2019. Um, 71% met the expected standard in maths, down from 79% in uh, 2019. Uh, but I think the biggie was, uh, was writing. Yeah. So writing has always been controversial. Writing being teacher assessed, not tested. Uh, 69% of pupils met the expected standard in writing, down from 78% in 2019. So that was the biggest drop. Writing, reading went up a point. Maths went down uh, eight points and um, and writing went down nine points. Uh, Grand punctuation and spelling, uh, where is that? 72% uh, down six percentage points um, from 78% in 2019. Um, anyway, the combined, 59%. Yeah. So... That's the lowest it's been since uh, 2016. 2016, 53% met expected standards in reading, writing, and maths combined. And then that went up to 60, I can't remember, 61 exactly. something. So I think the key thing there is that there was, that, there was a slow, uh, slow but steady increase uh, across the yes. board from 2016 through to 2019. So the, so the picture yeah. nationally had a been of the results were improving and you could see some kind of improvement. Yeah. I, I, I mean, so so uh, we did have a floor standard set, 65%. And um, I wrote about this recently, actually. I did a TS article on the day the results came out. Um, 65% was set as a floor standard. And then they got rid of floor standards, didn't they? They got rid of floor standards. Go, we're not going to have floor standards, which I totally support. We shouldn't have floor standards. Basically, the floor standard should be to aim for all children to meet expected standards. That should be the, that's what we should be aiming for. Whether we need an absolute, like, 
measure, this line, I don't think it's completely necessary. I think it gives the wrong impression personally. Um, but anyway, so we've dropped back to the lowest level um, since that, that, that first year. The first year, it's like 50, uh, 53% and now we've got 59%. Uh, I, I'm sure that people aren't surprised by that. But what's, I guess, really quite surprising is that is driven by, um, by the drop in, in writing particularly. Um, that writing has always been the highest of the those three subjects, and particularly in the early years, it was it was way above, and it, 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 that caused a lot of consternation. Why is writing so much higher than the tested subjects? Um, and there was a really interesting blog by Data Lab, an FFT Data Lab, on this, where it compared the the reading versus the writing results by local authority, and they found out some local authorities had very high writing results in comparison to reading, and some were the other way around. And it kind of gave the impression, perhaps, it was one of Becky Allen's blogs, actually, wasn't it? That gave yep, the impression, that, perhaps, in the show notes. yep, some some had very tough um, moderation regimes, and perhaps some local authorities have more lenient regimes. But anyway, well, here we Becky, are. At that point, then she suggests that uh, that possibly, if you were a multi-academy trust that uh, had schools in two different local uh, educational authorities, you might want to consider, yep. um, because there again, there clearly were were changes. I think the fascinating thing with yeah, the that, writing that, that, that definitely. Sorry, go on. Yeah, the fascinating thing with the writing results is definitely, as always, the the data. Um, it just it, it allows you to ask questions and to say, so why would this be the case? You know, what what's your hypothesis? What could possibly be be happening? Well, I, I hope that it's a better reflection of standards than previously. Maybe it's uh, more accurate, more reliable now. Um, but I was, well, but obviously we also have to. Uh, take into account the fact that children weren't in school very much for um, over for well over a year. There were, there were three lockdowns. Um, so for a long period of time, over the two year period, children were in and out of school. And um, we know from some of the research that's been done using standardized tests that the DfE did, um, did uh, uh, their own studies into this using star scaled scores. Uh, scale schools from the star test but um there were studies done by rising stars and nfer and they pretty much came to the conclusion that uh maths took a bigger hit than reading which, which is kind of no surprise because maths you know more difficult to support i guess than than reading at home um but writing was a difficult one because you know you, there are no standardized tests that were being carried out during that period um on, on writing so but anecdotally a lot of schools are saying writing standards really dropped. Um, the quality of handwriting dropped and what have you. Children did, weren't writing as much so as they would if they were in school. So I, I, I think we finally have a data set. Yes, they've dropped, but we finally have a data set that looks more realistic with writing as the lower subject. And it's the which first is something which you've been happened. talking about for a long while. It's it just it's a very odd circumstance to have these three yeah. different assessments: reading, writing, maths. Um, and when you look at them, you know, consistently over time, we've had writing being assessed higher. And the, and again, the hypothesis there was that because that was being done by schools, that there, those you know that there was an incentive, obviously, for schools to to you know be. Uh, to to look for um, pupils who were hitting yeah. standards. So again, as you say, so yeah. it's a bit of an interesting change that we flipped that round. I suppose also it, it, it's it, it as it's been harder to collate that evidence. Yeah, so you have to have like a, a, a quite a, a, a kind of comprehensive bank of evidence, supposedly, to to, to um, uh, demonstrate that children met the expected standard, and that's been more difficult to collect over the over over the last you know, year or so. Um, so so there's that as well. But I guess what's really interesting, yes, the, the drop in writing is 
kind of putting writing where you might expect it to be, although and obviously the percentages a, from... are, are low, but yeah. in, in the hierarchy, it's kind of where you expect it to be. But, but, then, but then reading... Reading is different. Exactly. And I think from a teaching perspective, uh, you know, that's certainly my experience of uh, being in school and working in schools, you know, during the pandemic, working with children remotely and then working back as they come back into the classroom. Um, particularly in primary, it's it's really affected a lot of pupils, a lot of people's just ability, you know, all that sort of socialisation of school and the fact that some yeah. people are, are finding it harder to get back into school or found it hard to get back into the, the yeah. rhythm of school and as you say so we're trying to teach children to to develop their writing skills within all of that which is a taught skill because again writing is not something that people do naturally it's something you've got to learn how to do um and therefore uh, say the, the experience of schools i think um certainly my experience and talking to others you get the sense that actually yep it really has affected us uh, affected yeah. pupils whereas as you say with reading that's a different story yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, reading is the uh, it's the second highest result that we've had since these tests began in 2016. The highest was in 2018, 75%. Uh, and this is now 74%. So it's the second highest, which is really interesting. Um, I, I, obviously, schools are going to be a bit concerned about the drop in standards. Um, I think a lot of schools are going to be witnessing uh, seeing their data go down. Um, the nationals have gone down, so uh, hopefully it, it won't be as severe as, as people think, because relatively speaking, you know, national, everyone else has gone down. So maybe it won't look so bad when it comes to Ofsted ranking schools and putting them into quintiles. You might not see any change at all. Um, progress is progress, and that's relative anyway. So progress when it happens, and we won't see that till, till September. Um, there's this, there's, a, there's a, a scheduled data release for the beginning of September, which is the, when the checking exercise sort of opens. Um, we'll get some more national provisional data, uh, and, and we'll get the progress measures around that sort of time as well. So you better download that from the, uh, from the wonderful primary assessment gateway, which uh, schools absolutely love this new system, don't, don't they? Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and for all those people who are trying to access the, those to get their results recently, yeah, we don't need to tell you how much of a pain that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been pretty dire. The other thing um, that has been uh, really problematic is uh, the amount of missing, uh, the amount of missing missing scripts, missing results. So yeah. a lot of M codes. Mm -hmm. I, I just stuck a poll out on Twitter, which I know is is not uh, a scientific, you know, <laughs> tub poll, but. But it was about one third. It was exactly one third of schools that responded. Or one, sorry, one third of people that responded said that their school, they could have all been in the same school. It wasn't. There were a few hundred people um, who responded. About seven, eight hundred people responded. And one third of them reported that they had missing results. Um, so now it could be that it's just one result in each school. Yeah. One third of pupils results are missing. It's just one third yeah, of people exactly. responded to a dodgy poll on Twitter. Yeah. But but a lot of people uh, complained to the DfE, the DfE have, and 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 the TES got hold of this and and, and ran with it and and uh, did some uh, digging. Um, the DfE have come back saying uh, yes, you know there are some missing there's some missing data, uh, but it won't affect the the results. Interestingly, I think Michael Tidd said that the results were not on the website for a bit because he went to check the national results and they weren't there. And then mm. I went to check and they were there. So I don't know if they took them down for a bit and then put them back just, just in case that there was a change and then decided there wasn't a change. Sure. Uh, but um, we will find out when the provisional data, because this is like data, and then you get provisional mm -hmm. at the beginning of September. 
and then you get final later on in the autumn term. So it goes through three, you know, versions. Um, We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, But oh, there was missing, and they were also lost. Still not entirely sure what the difference between missing and lost is. Um, M codes and X codes. Uh, and it it seemed like the X codes related to children that had um, like modified test arrangements, like uh, it was copied on different coloured paper um, for I think for visual impairment reasons. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so it was photocopied on like green paper or something. Uh, so there were there, there seemed to be a few of those that went missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully they'll find them. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. They may turn up yet. We shall see. Exactly. Yeah, so there's yeah, a yeah. few things there about uh, just about the, the the administration of of the uh, assessments in terms of you know particularly in terms of um, collating the results and putting those in. Um, important to note: there's no performance tables this year, um, but there is a checking exercise. I gather there's going to be a checking exercise where you can reply to have children discounted. Remember mm-hmm. that in attainment measures, pretty much everyone is included until you can get them discounted. And really, the only group you're going to get discounted. And I know that schools think there should be a wider arrangement, really, to get more children discounted. Uh, but generally, we're talking about children who are new to the country within the last two years from a non-English speaking country who are EAL, not attended another school in England, that sort of thing. You know, the rules will be there in the checking guidance, but that's usually what the rule is what the rules are. Um, so you can apply to have children removed at that point. Um, missing missing data are not included i gather so if you do have m codes they will not be included uh so which is which is kind of fair um but anyway yeah exactly so that again there's an interesting set of results there i know that you've been looking at them at insight um fft wrote an interesting blog about things just trying to yeah. dig into to yeah see yeah, yeah. So, um, that's definitely worth uh worth a look i mean it sort of backs up some of the stuff that we've been uh, saying it shows that they, they actually used their own uh, sample of schools that uh, submitted data. So they did the early results service and they compared the results of the uh, a group of schools that submitted data early in 2019 and in 2022. And it, and it came to a sort of a, a similar conclusion that, you know, re- reading, reading is up um, and, and maths is down. And, um, which and they is, use some of the... You know, um... They use some of the EEF um, yes. methodology in terms of yeah, standard deviations to, and changes of standard deviations, yeah. and therefore, you know, in turning that into months, which a lot of those listening will be used to that that way of doing things. It's problematic, but it's you know, it's 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 out there. And they've said that they it looks like something like um, uh, that reading was affected by a month or two. Um, so there's some interesting bits in there to, to have a look at. Yeah. Uh, some conclusions yeah. there. I know that yeah. they also suggested that because uh, we've talked about this, the fact that. Um, because of the way it's, um, performance tables are being reported or not reported this year, because there's no mm. public performance tables, that they were suggesting that, well, maybe sc- schools might not have done as much test prep as they would usually do, and that might have contributed to Yeah, it. I, I, I did see that in their, in their post, yeah. and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. I, do, yeah. I think that the fact the tests are on uh, and those test yeah. scores are going to be reported to Ofsted, I'm not sure that the absence of published performance tables is really going to change things that much i kind of like to think that well i mean obviously what we really like is for there to be a lot less key stage two test practice um i don't know it's really difficult to gauge unless you just kind of go around and ask a lot of schools but yeah again in my school this um uh this summer 
I would say that there was probably the same amount of, of test preparation, um, so not massively excessive. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we still do quite a lot of work readying the pupils and getting them, you know, in a position so that then they're able to, to the experience won't scar them, let's put it that way, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which it can yeah. do a lot of the time. So, again, yeah, well, so we... we'll, we'll put a link into that blog because that's an interesting as, uh, one as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's a um, good, good blog. Um, we, we, need, we need a better system, don't we, really? Mm, yeah, well, need a better system. Uh, well, need a complete that's, overhaul. That's kind of the key thing, exactly. Mm. Um, anyway, so, oh, multiplication check. We're going well, to... exactly. So the multiplication check, that's an interesting one because that obviously that's, that's happened now and, uh, and Insight have gathered some data together, haven't you? Yeah, and you've so had a... A lot of, yeah, yeah, a lot of schools submit their data into Insight. And in fact, um, I, 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 I've got, yeah, we, we, we did some analysis of the multiplication check. Could have done some on Key Stage 1, actually. I'll, I will do that. Um, but the multiplication check was, was quite interesting. So we had uh, results from about 19,000 pupils i think i put it on twitter yeah. uh so a substantial sample uh, of children and uh the average score was so it's out of 25 uh the average score was 20 of that that, that and that samples so the average score was, was 20 that's the mean average because yeah. the mode average was 25 out of 25 30 percent of children achieved 25 out of 25 um and getting 15 or below that would put a child into the bottom 20%. So that's, that's the lower quintile, uh, 50, a score of 15 or below. So we just put those, those sort of benchmarks out there, 15 or below, bottom 20%, uh, 20 out of 25, that was the, the mean score, and 25 out of 25 was the mode. Um, and people keep sort of, there is no pass mark. You know, there is no pass yeah. mark. There is no pass mark. Um, that, but we still clear. get. Still is there get, a pass mark, Jamie? There is no pass mark. It says it in the frameworks. Really interesting. Having conversations with teachers, I've had a few people tweet me saying, "My head teacher doesn't believe me." Yep. They don't believe me. Go, yep. Well, okay. Uh, it's their word against the DFE's framework, but the framework says, "Wait for it." There is no pass mark. <laughs> um, but I think that, let's be honest, the pass mark is get get them all right. Well, yeah. hey, that's that's certainly, <laughs> isn't it? But but again, it's, it was it's useful that that blog, which again we'll put in the um, in the show notes. Again, just it just gives people a bit of an indication as to you know um, an insight. Um, hey, there's a pun um, to as to what it looks like at the moment, and it will change over time. You know, as as more and more pupils. Um, are you know schools just get used to the fact that, that people are going to have to take the assessment they'll probably get more used to doing those kinds of things online um, yeah. but it's certainly uh, in the first instance it looks like people have done reasonably well yeah there was something i was just going to point out in the framework um which uh, I, I i thought was really interesting if i just find it was at page 11 isn't it so it says results and reporting of the multiplication check framework it five point section 5.4 it says there is no expected standard threshold right but then it goes on to desired psychometric properties. OK, uh, the check will determine whether a pupil can fluently recall multiplication tables. Therefore, there is no standard for the MTC beyond the number and percentage of pupils who achieve the full marks. OK, yeah. Okay. So there is yeah. no pass mark, but yeah. we're really interested in the number and percentage of children that achieve the full marks. So yeah. officially, but unofficially. Yeah. Exactly. I well, it's quite true if you unpick that exactly. They're basically saying that, yes, the, the, the test has been designed 
to uh, assess mathematical knowledge, but the expectation of the assessment is that you should be able to pass everything. It is a bit of a driving test type assessment in that if you're good at mathematics, you should be able to do all of it. It's yeah. not a um, an end of key stage type assessment where we are um, we are looking at an, um, a kind of a, a reference across population, and you know that there'll be a distribution um, yeah. a, across, and that there's a there's an expected standard of in, in within the scale scores a hundred, but you know that some people are going to get ninety five, and you that's understood, and some people get hundred five. Whereas in this one, I say it's much more of a sense of you know if you're only good at maths, we expect to get all of them, and therefore that's going to be our benchmark. Yeah. But yeah. as I say, we'll see how that that um, rolls out over time. Yeah. Good. Um, but say all those results have come through um, again and it's that whole sense of we're moving um, through and beyond the initial COVID shock and getting um, back to some kind of normality. Uh, yeah. And another thing that's getting back to some kind of normality is the inspection of schools. Um, yes, it is. So that's uh, up and running. There's been a lot of commentary about it, obviously, um, because uh, yeah. in schools, a lot of people in schools are still uncertain as to the... Um, just the nature of uh, inspection at the moment, but we've got some good data from that, haven't we? Yeah, so there's um, something published this week from Ofsted. So they, they, they published a sort of analysis of the inspection of previously RI schools, some of which are still RI, but the majority aren't. So we've got uh, a, a large proportion of schools that are previously RI that are now being um, uh, inspected, recently inspected and judged as good. Um, and this is so, kind of within this academic year, isn't it? Because they've done it um, for, for previously. They, they do it within an academic year. They, they, yeah, they let everybody yeah. know what the changes have been. So we've got yeah, information for, for um, 2019, kind of up till February, <laughs> and uh, up to February 2020. But then we've got 18, 19, 17, 18 and so on. So, so this is the first time we've got a, a 21, 22. This actually goes up to June. So, yeah. yeah, this one goes up to June this year. So it's got a pretty much a full year's worth of inspection. If anyone mm. wants the... the the fine detail of this you can google Ofsted management information and you can download the entire spreadsheet uh, where you can analyze this and I've done this in fact I wrote a blog it was years ago now but I put all the data into Power BI and I created nice little dashboards um, just really because I quite fancy making some nice little dashboards but uh, anyway uh, because this was about some um, schools remaining RI um, sorry so who that were RI and where they are now but it's also interesting to see those that were outstanding where they are now it'd be quite interesting to see that um mm. but but just the, the, the details here so 21 22 424 primary schools are inspect ri primary schools are inspected 71 percent of which um moved to good or better um 25 stayed as ri and four percent dropped down to inadequate uh that compares favorably with 2019 20 obviously we've got a there were no inspections really the previous year because of the, the, the lockdown. But 2019-20, there were 417 inspections of primary schools that were previously RI. Uh, so that's a, a, a pretty much the same number. 62% um, improved to good, 34% stayed RI, 4% dropped to inadequate. So same sort of number of schools, more improving. Uh, in fact, that's, uh, that's the best improvement percentage of RI schools since... 2015-16 when 74% um, went from RI to good so it it does look better it does look better doesn't it exactly so it gives there's really good um, indication that if you're in RI and you're being inspected there's no um, reason for you to to expect that uh, that uh, you won't be treated 
yeah. um, hopefully fairly. Um, I thought it was interesting because because whilst the data isn't comparable, they did actually give us the data for those schools. They did inspect in the, inspect in the 2020-21 um, school year, academic year, which obviously was was much reduced by COVID. And in there, it was it was 87% of, I mean, admittedly a very small number of schools, yeah. 15 primary schools. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. 15, um, but, but I think we, the, the, the general thing there is because there has been a lot of discussion in the sector saying, you know, if we get inspected, you know, is uh, are they going to treat us fairly? Are we going to be able to demonstrate um, that you know that we've we've done the things which are required to move out of our eye, and it would appear that it would in most cases yes, people have been able to do that. And and, that, and that's supposedly under a tougher framework. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. less data driven. Yeah, less data driven. Yeah. Um, and secondary schools, it's a similar kind of picture, schools, but it's even more stark how, well, it's how really good bizarre. this last year has yeah. been, isn't it? Mm. So for all of the years, bar twenty fifteen sixteen. It's, it, it was less than half of those RI secondary schools that were inspected um, went to um, uh, went to good. So it's like 42, 43, whatever, 46%, uh, 42% in 2019-20, 46% in the two years before that, 44% um, in 2016-17, and then it was 55% in 15-16. So that one stood out. But in 21-22, yeah. this, this current academic year, 68%, 28%, percent improved to good. Uh, 28% stayed RI, 4% dropped to inadequate. Much higher percentages uh, dropping to inadequate in those uh, previous years. 17%, 17%, 9%, 22% in 16, Exactly, 17. I think that's significant as well. The, the fact that yes. uh, very few schools were dropping to inadequate uh, in yes. this last year uh, yep. that were previously RI. Again, yep. yeah, uh, yeah. again, it raises questions, makes you think, well, what's actually going on there? Um, again, I, you know, one possible hypothesis is that schools have been so hands-on for the last um you know year and a half people have been really thinking about what they're doing and, and hopefully um they've made all those good improvements that might be one thing the other thing is that Ofsted may be looking you know uh, different things they're not looking um uh, what they're looking at might mean that schools aren't being found um to be have any problems or i don't know maybe things have just generally got better across the sector but the, but the numbers are stuck it's a it's a it's, it's very clear that if you were previously all right if you're being inspected there's every likelihood um, that the inspectors are going to um, grade you as good or better. Yeah, there, 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 absolutely. There, there was some data on the regions, wasn't there? And yeah, that showed, uh, um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not particularly surprised, um, but the greatest proportion, London had the greatest proportion of schools that were improving from RI. Mm -hmm. uh, and the West Midlands had the, the smallest proportion of schools um, improving from RI. So that's also uh, worth a look. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 an interesting data set. So there is variation across the country, um, but on on the whole, it looks like there is an improvement in the schools that required improvement, improving yeah. Yeah. to good from requires improvement. Um, if that made any sense, probably not. But anyway, exactly. Um, uh, and again, because also uh, anecdotally, there's a there's a, a general sense that schools aren't being as many schools are not being assessed as being outstanding this is for all schools um that it's it's harder to it has been harder to be graded as outstanding of late but again mm. i think we're kind of uh, coming out of the pandemic things are changing it'll be interesting as we get more and more of this kind of data because Ofsted is in schools more um, and we're able to look at that but certainly i would I, you'd hope that um for schools um, particularly primary schools who've just had these key stage two results looking at those key stage two results when they're inspected um, you'd hope that uh, they would feel that um, uh, 
that the inspection re regime isn't going to um, criticise them on, on the base on, basis of data, which is the one thing which we've been banging on for a long time, is that inspection shouldn't be purely driven on outcomes of pupils. Well, absolutely. It should be um, uh, driven on the basis of the outcomes of pupils. But we know that one piece of data does not indicate the quality of a school. Um, that internal data, which they're definitely not looking at anymore, can be easily manipulated. Uh, and Ofsted became a, a, a risk to the integrity of schools' internal assessment data. So them removing themselves from that situation did schools a favour, that their, their assessment data should now be a true reflection rather than a made-up one uh, of what's going on in their school. So uh, and, and what it means is, hopefully, that that whilst teachers may have not been many teachers, sorry, not, you know, all but many teachers may not have been particularly comfortable talking data with Ofsted. They probably are quite comfortable talking about teaching. So there you have it. The Data Busters podcast is published uh, monthly uh, during the academic year and is available on all good podcast outlets. And if you like what we're doing, then please do recommend us to other people. Um, and if you've got any questions, feel free to get in touch. You can get in touch either via a voice recording um, or you can contact us on Twitter, either at Data Busting, which is me, or at Jem J Pembroke, which is you, Jamie. Um, Hello, so uh, what's the plan now, Jamie? Because we're coming up to the end of the year. Uh, the plan is um, to uh, do a whole bunch of Zoom calls this week with Insight Schools, uh, write an article on data for governors for the Head Teacher magazine, uh, and then pack up and go to France. Good stuff. Yes, I'm. Uh, what about yourself? Various things which are coming um, to an end. I've been working with a couple of schools on some send work, um, as well as working with um, a whole bunch of schools on some data development. But that should hopefully come to an end for me at least um, soon, so that I, along with I know a huge number of teachers, are very much looking forward to a bit of a break. And again, we're in the middle of this crazy current heat wave. I'm going off to uh, to go and enjoy some of that. So I'm, I'm hoping the summer goes well. But looking forward to getting back in September. Cool. Excellent. So there we are, everybody. Um, uh, we hope that you've in, uh, enjoyed those discussions um, and that they've helped to inform you as to what's happening at the moment. So um, enjoy the summer, enjoy the rest of the year. We'll see you in September and keep data busting.